this is the ripple effect with your girl KDOT, where we're discussing NBA and NFL and everything in between. Trusting 
team should just place the ball wherever they feel like it, right? Because that don't matter, right? Inches don't matter in football, right? Anywho, and then so we're just going to blame the refs. Forget the penalties, right? Forget them being down, putting them in this position. We're just going to blame the refs for the why they won the game. We're not even going to look at the fact that there was no guarantee for them to get a touchdown because that's what they needed. They couldn't even get a field goal. Nope, they were down by too much. They needed a touchdown, something that they struggled to get all game. And outside of the bad teams that they've played all season, they've always struggled to get touchdowns, always. Amari Cooper has talked about it before, about how he even struggled to get the ball on numerous occasions. And Lord knows, I've <coughs> I've stuck up for Dak because he's just one of those real likable leadership caliber type of dudes. And I can even go into detail about even how Michael Parsons was going out of his way and saying Dak was that type of guy. He's that type of leader to just say, go into the locker room and just be like, hey, guys, um, here's a hat. Everybody throw $500 in there for the practice squad because they don't get the same playoff check as we do. Like, that's the kind of high moral, high character guy you know, Dak Prescott is, and Walter Payton Award is definitely in his near future. Um, kudos to him. But the point is, Dak, I mean, he's been playing. I mean, when it comes to playoff caliber teams, especially like, I mean, the Niners, you know they were hungry. They, You know that they were ready. And Dak, just his decision-making, man, the whole game, I mean, even down to the last play. And don't get me wrong, I'm going to get on McCarthy in a second, too. This is not just about killing Dak right now. Absolutely not. But I am going to get on Dak because he even chose, you know, to go into it um, even during the post game. I mean, I do want to preface this by saying <coughs> they are highly emotional after the game, especially after a, a loss like that just knowing that they were pretty much Super Bowl or bust, or at least get to the Super Bowl, at least get to the dance, right? Um, <coughs> so they were upset. Excuse me. Very upset, to say the least. So so even the fans, right? Getting emotional, you know, throwing things at the refs, you know, some of them hitting the players. Oh, well, I don't know what was that about. The team's not going to play better if you throw something at them. I mean, but anyway, that's just how... The that's just how high the emotions were running. I mean, they even showed scenes of the Cowboys fans flooding into the stadium. I mean, that was like all over. Like, that went viral. Just them flooding into the arena. But they were at home lo- losing 23-17 with that, with that offense. I mean, that offense. I know Dak, he did everything he could. I felt like he did, but it's just not good enough. You can't pay a guy like that. What is it, like 150 mil? Come on, you got another 100 plus mil in Amari Cooper. You know, you got 90 million and Zeke. Like everybody's name. I mean, this is a lot of money to be throwing around. And you got a stud like CD Lamb as well. It hasn't gotten that much money yet. It's just a rookie. But you can see somewhere down the line, he's going to be that caliber type of dude that's going to get paid that type of money. And we still couldn't get it done. And then Dak tried to make up for it. I get it. Jimmy Garoppolo throwing that, <laughs> that 
that pick. I mean, we should have known it was coming. 49ers were just doing too well. So Jimmy had to find a way to, you know, make the game a little more interesting. Because let's be fair, the game was nowhere near interesting until he threw that interception. Right? And once he did, it set the Cowboys up for a great field position. And then Dak ultimately took it on home. You know, one I think he made one completion prior. And then he just ran it on home. Easy money, right? Now we have a game. Cool. But <coughs> the decision, knowing that, what did he have? Like, what is it? Like 14 seconds, I believe it was. Definitely in Hail Mary territory. And my man wanted to run it up the middle of the field. Just think about that. Now, would that make a lot more sense if you had a lot more time on the clock? Yes, it would. Because he still had more downs right after that, right? And he knew he would be able to get some good yardage with his legs because he just did that prior, right? Which is why they were in the lead. But when you don't have that much time left and you can tell they were just in panic mode, they just weren't thinking. No frontal lobe action. Just ran. I mean, he didn't think, okay, I'm running. Okay, let me slide. Okay, now I got to hurry up and get the line. And you just give it to your center and think that that's just like, what do did we just think we were just outside playing street ball at that point? You know, you know you didn't have all that time. You should have known that in situational football at least, or maybe even your coach, because now just some of this blame can go to the coach. Why was that play okay? Why weren't we trying to go for the Hail Mary at that point? That's all you had. You do not have more time. Because at least if it's an incomplete pass, okay, it stops the clock. Guess what? We still have more downs, more time. That's the only way to buy yourself more time. If you wanted to run, the smarter decision would have been to run out of bounds. But you couldn't because the 49ers knew that. They didn't want you to do that. They weren't going to let you get out of bounds. They were going to tackle you way before. So they were blocking either side. Why do you think all that room up the middle field, <laughs> why do you think there was room? There was clearly room because they wanted you to do that because that's what's going to run out the clock. You're just not going to have enough time. They knew they would get to you and tackle you in time so that way you wouldn't get the touchdown. And at the same time, you would just be running out the clock wasting your own time. You just ran around and just did nothing. And at the end of the day, all you wanted to do is blame the ref because <coughs> because he got in the middle of your line because you were trying to snap the ball. Well, <laughs> that's you kind of got in the way of his job. Even the ref didn't even know what you were doing. Nobody knew what you were doing. I just, that just wasn't smart football, like, at all. If you're paying attention, it just was not smart. The whole time I'm sitting here, uh, or if you're following me on Facebook, I'm commenting. I'm like, what is, what is going on? Some people were like, oh, he had the time. He knew he would get good yardage. You also have to have time to snap the ball. You have no timeouts. You have nothing. He did not have, the reality is, you, do, you don't have the time. And then you got to rely on the refs to move as fast as you are. Good luck with that one. <laughs> I guess they didn't put their money on you. Unbelievable. And McCarthy. Everybody thought he was going to be a, a godsend from, you know, that they were getting. They thought they were getting somebody who was a Super Bowl winning coach, which he is. They thought they were going to get somebody who was who would discipline these guys, for one. They didn't get that. Um, 
hence the multiple penalties. They thought they were going to get somebody when it comes to situational football, when it comes to the X's and O's, when it comes to execution, they thought they were going to get somebody to actually pay attention to these things. And if you've been watching, you know, any type of sports show or listening rather all season long, all you've heard were these little situations that the Cowboys would get themselves into that would lose games literally based off of situations like this. And this is go- and this goes to say that's only if they were going to score a touchdown. I mean, you always want to put yourself in a situation where you can at least make yourself competitive too, right? And obviously they did not. The reality is we celebrated an average team because all they did was beat up on the bad teams and had a losing record when it came to the winning teams. When it came to the real contenders, it just wasn't happening. That was just the bottom line. I mean, it's a weak division. I'm a Giants fan. I can tell you guys. So we, I know we're trash. <laughs> we got our own problems. But come on, Washington, the Eagles. I mean, you saw what happened to you. I mean, I mean, there's a reason why. I mean, <laughs> some people shouldn't even just be in it. It's just hard to watch. You just watch teams get exposed. It was a weak division that they were in. It's like they got so hyped up because they played mainly bad teams all season long and then thought they were a super caliber team, you know, a Super Bowl caliber team. You know, this is like mixing me up so much I can't even speak because it's just unbelievable when you just think about this is why the Cowboys fans are annoying. You know, and not all of them. Some of you guys are cool. Don't get me wrong. I'm friends with a lot of you. But when it just comes to, because it's just not, you're not realistic. You know, I know some people would say, like, Yankees fans are more, you know, annoying. But Okay, but <laughs> they win a lot, at least in my lifetime. They've won a lot. In a lot of people's lifetimes, they've won a lot, you know? It's like when you think about the last 20 years or so, it just doesn't add up. You know, you want to be excited for your team. You want to wish them well. And sure, you want to see them in the Super Bowl. Who doesn't? But, I mean, McCarthy, man, he just is not going to get it done. And I understand what a lot of people are saying because if you don't have McCarthy, where are you moving on to? Is it Dan Quinn? You know, some people are talking about the offensive coordinator. Good luck with that. The play calling's been sus the whole year. Not to mention, what good great plays they make. Okay, that trick play that they made, you know, with CeeDee Lamb, um, that was cute. You know, they got some yardage off that. That was actually a good move because that's actually what put them into Hail Mary territory. But here's the, here's the problem with the execution, though, <laughs> part of it. Because that was the play to set up the next. That should have been the Hail Mary. Because then at least you would have had two attempts at that. You, you didn't even give yourself that point. So McCarthy could probably point at the offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator can point right back to McCarthy. Well, you know, ultimately it was your decision because if you didn't want to do that, we could have went another way if you had a better idea. But everybody just looked so ill-prepared for that situation in particular and many others throughout the year, you know, that necessarily cost them, that would have necessarily cost them a game. <coughs> So, 
I don't know. There's a lot of decisions that the Cowboys need to make. Um, I know Jerry Jones seems to be sick to his stomach at this point, as a lot of Cowboys fans are probably very frustrated, not knowing which way they should go. I don't know. I don't see Mike McCarthy in your future. But, you know, if you guys do, let me know. Please feel free to DM me, and we can further discuss their future because I'm sure this will be the first of many conversations about the Cowboys and their future and who else they decide to move around because, like they said, you've already paid the players. I think the players are pretty much it. Like, that's what you're getting. They just need a coach. They just need some coaching. They need someone to put them in the right situations in order for them to execute. And the reality is you have to practice, right? You have to practice. You have to, in order to execute that in a high-pressure situation. And I think they've already put them in a high-pressure situation when Jerry Jones already pretty much just anointed them. Like, you guys are getting to the Super Bowl. Like, you don't have to actually work to get there. No, it's going to take time. It's going to take time. And you see that. Like, is the potential there? Sure. But when you watch most of that game, the defense just got picked apart. And that was the one thing they got right. If anything, that was the sure thing that we thought, okay, we're good. <laughs> if the Cowboys lose this game, it won't be because of the defense. That <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. It's going to be uh, Dak didn't have it. He went through another slump, wrong time. You know, because uh, apparently he's always going through all these slumps, you know, throughout the season. And in the postseason, apparently, you know, and just picking it up late. The Cowboys didn't, they didn't do enough. They didn't run enough. I th believe Zeke had the ball, what, 15 times? Not enough. Not enough. You have to run the ball more. Way more. I don't know how many times Amari Cooper was targeted, but it wasn't enough. I was watching the game. Wasn't enough. Not going to get it done. Unbelievable, you know, just watching it and just even just seeing the reaction um, right after the game and how nobody took accountability. Everybody was just, even a high character guy like Dak, like all the, <laughs> all the blame seemed to have went on the refs. <laughs> so what, what happened with all those penalties? Like I think there was like four in the fourth quarter. So the refs, the refs just made that up. You know, like, <laughs> give me a break. They had penalties all game. It was just even more so crucial in the fourth quarter because you're actually trying to get back into the game. And you waited and pretty much put all the pressure on the refs to have to make that that decision. You know, like, don't do that. Don't put yourself in a hole to the point where when you're trying to play catch-up, you need everything to be called perfectly in order to win the game. Because... <laughs> If anybody's been watching football, been paying attention, that's always going to bite you in the butt. Always. I know you're at home. Maybe you thought you had home court advantage, and you did on some plays. You did. But at the end of the day, man, they definitely have to look internally. Mike McCarthy stuck by his decision. He felt like that was the best <laughs> decision that he could have made at the time. And... If that's true, then we need a new coach to make a better decision for a situation such as that. I got just some decisions to make. Y'all let me know, Cowboys fans. I know y'all still a little emotional right now, and rightfully so. But when you guys calm down and you're able to think rational, 
let me know because I want to know your honest opinion of whether you should keep McCarthy or not or if you have a, any other trade plans. But keep in mind, it's don't just tell me I want him out of here. Okay, cool, but what are you moving on to? You always got to have something to move on to. You can't just say I want him out and then have who, who, who are you going to have? Is it going to be Dan Quinn? That's, that's who I would pick, even though he did mess up his job last year. So keep that in mind. He's not perfect. So when you do move on, understand that you're going to have to take some, some bad with the good. I don't know. but We'll, we'll leave it there because there was a lot, a lot. <laughs> um, but there was some interesting games on. We had to say goodbye to Big Ben, right? Crazy. Great career. Next time we'll be seeing him is in Canton for sure. Hall of Famer, first ballot. You know, he's done his thing. He's, what, 18 years in the league? Ooh, I thought it was too long. Um, he definitely could have retired more on a higher note probably a couple years ago, but it's all good. You know, Steelers stuck with him, and now they have to look for a quarterback, right? I wonder if it will be Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson or whoever else will be on the market. I don't know if they're going to go through the draft. Because you're not, you're not going with Haskins and Mason Rudolph. Come on, like. You you gotta get somebody to build a future around somebody somebody who's gonna have some value. You know, Steelers have always been known as a classy, well organized organization. You know, they've been they've been really good and you have Mike Tomlinson, you know, I mean, you can't say enough about this guy. Never had a losing season, so you need you need you need to uphold that that winning future, that winning franchise mentality that they have there. Um, Steelers definitely, what can you say, they, they gave it all they had. They had no more to give, give you. They definitely need to work on that line as well. Najee Harris is a beast. Help the beast out. You know, you can't just keep him, you know, all wrapped up. He, it can't be another story like Saquon Barkley. Don't even get me into that. It, like, we're killing all Saquon's best years, and granted, he was injured for a good amount, you know, of his time, but come on. You, you gotta, you gotta, don't let Najee Harris go out like that. He's only a rookie. He's got a promising future ahead of him. He needs, you know, y'all need to get that line together. It's the reason why Ben has been getting beat up for the past couple of years or so. <laughs> but anyway, but to go back on Big Ben, he's a two-time winning Super Bowl champ. You know, he's a six-time Pro Bowler. He's a third-most fourth-quarter comeback in, in NFL history. Third-most. Mm. And he's also fifth-most winning as a, as a QB. So he's got quite the resume. You know, he's the, he's the guy that he's been count, has been counted on for quite some time. So whether you love him or hate him, he's had a heck of a career and he del- deserves – all the credit in the world. It's good for him. And let's be real, you know, the Steelers really had no chance against the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs were great. Um, started off slow, but when they came on, they came on hot. I mean, it got to the point where even the big man scored a touchdown on the offensive line. I mean, he was lining up with <laughs> in, the, in the receiver as an eligible receiver. So it's it's amazing. I think it was like five touchdowns. He's doing his thing. Not Not to mention just Patrick Mahomes. Even 
Tyreek Hill's back out there, Hartman, Pringle, I mean, the whole Williams. I mean, when you need your team to be on, even the defense, they, they've picked a heck of a time to really start turning it on, and they've only been getting better and better through adversity, which is really remarkable because, as you know, they were having a hard time when three and four in the beginning of the season, and after that, they just turned it around. They realized, okay, they've obviously been watching film on us. They understand how we w- how our offense works, and we need to make our adjustments accordingly. And they've done a phenomenal job with that. Um, a lot can be um, said. All, well, you really have to just give props to really Andy Reid, man. You know, give that man some cheeseburgers, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm only saying that because he seems to celebrate over cheeseburgers all the time. Who doesn't, right? I mean, it's awesome. But seriously, though, I mean, unbelievable the way they were able to turn around and make those adjustments. And the Steelers barely got in. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he, they shouldn't even been there. I mean, they got talk about lucky, you know, what needed to happen in order for them to get in. Because if there was a tie situation going on, you already know what I'm talking about. They they wouldn't have been here. And that was definitely a, a possibility. But. But we're going to go back into, um, back it up a bit and talk about that Patriots-Bills game. If you can even call it a game. I mean, blowout, worst, worst loss in Bill Belichick's entire history. I mean, what did they get, like a 50-piece thrown at him? I mean, it was it was pretty bad, guys. But, but at the end of the day, I mean, you already know the Pats, they still have a bright future because at least they found their quarterback after Tom Brady. They still got back to the playoffs only a year removed from the Brady era, which is pretty remarkable in itself. You know, um, their defense is what got them there. They just need a real strong run game. Give Mac Jones some options on the outside with some wide receiver positions, tight ends. I mean, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. But the Bills, that's the story right now. I'm going to give props to their offensive line. Them boys in the trenches, they put on a show. Because I know we all want to just talk about the touchdowns and the sexy plays, but nah, I have to give it up because there were so many times that, I mean, this game was just so fun to watch, even though it was a blowout, but it was still fun to watch. You didn't want to get up, not even to go to the bathroom. You did not want to get up. So <laughs> you had to, you had to, if you're sitting there, you know, you're, you're having a nice drink while you're watching the game, you had to plan your bathroom accordingly you know whenever you got up you had to plan that accordingly if you didn't want to miss certain things right so what I did was whenever the Bills had the ball (laughs) I went why because I had time that's how much time (laughs) the O-line was given Josh Allen a whole bathroom trip that's right because when you get back Josh Allen will still be looking for his receivers out there That's how much time my man had. It's remarkable. It's remarkable how long he must have held on to that ball every snap he had it. The the time, right? The biggest thing is what coaches love to preach and that people, you know, if you're just a casual fan, may not think about. is having the time. If you dominate the clock, having more possessions, having more time during those possessions, the longer drives, right? You dominate the game. 
The other team, their offense is sitting on the bench, out of rhythm, out of sync. You're taking them out of the game mentally because they're still just sitting over there. Their defense is getting tired of all that work that they're uh, that the O line is putting on. I mean, that that dynamic, man, it was just it was just brilliant. I mean, don't get me wrong, Josh Allen is man. That dude is incredible what he was able to do out there. I mean, he made it look so easy to pick apart a defense that was rated so high. And it's Bill Belichick, so you know this ain't no this ain't no regular defense. Um, Josh Allen, at the end of the day, is going to do some big things, and I don't know how far they're going to go. I haven't made my Super Bowl predictions yet, but I need to get on that because this is a team that it, they're not playing. This is a scary team. This is a team that can put up points if you're not playing paying attention. And the problem was. When you're facing a team like Bill Belichick, he likes to keep the game low scoring, if you can remember. It benefits him because his defense, he understands that's that's the stress of the team. Low scoring gives the offense less pressure, right? They don't have to put up so many points to win you the game, you know? And they won't lose you the game because they're pretty fairly disciplined in that respect. But the fact the Bills came in hot already just bam touchdown you know it that was the perfect move you know so that way you can rattle the team and then make and then when you have a rookie quarterback you make him feel like he needs to do more you know so he didn't look as poised as he normally looks he definitely looked out of sorts looked worried felt the pressure so to speak and that's exactly what they were going for that's exactly what they wanted and the Bills did an excellent job capitalizing on that. And not to mention, that game was cold. Like, when they start using words like frigid, like making you think of a refrigerator, like, it's, and it's like, and it's worse than a freezer or a refrigerator because it's not even that cold. I think it was like, what, eight below? That's a different type of cold. That's wh- that's your eyeballs hurt type cold. If you're f- from New York or anywhere, Canada even, because... You obviously have a lot worse than us, or Boston, where wherever you are, where it's freezing, and I don't mean no little bit of cold, I mean freezing. Even upstate New York, Oneana, freezing. Or when that wind hits, and you gotta walk backwards, because you don't want it to hit your face, because you literally feel like your face is gonna shatter, that type of cold. That's what they did in that cold. Put up those many points that that was impressive definitely a thing of beauty to watch but another game that we got to talk about real quick the Bengals, joe burrow and chase kamar chase these guys that connection is no joke now i will point out that the ref yeah i know i like that ref too um, made a very crucial mistake, you know, and it may have cost him to be officiating in the bigger games because of that spectacular, you know, touchdown throw by Joe Burrow into the end zone, resulting in a touchdown. 
Now, the reason why it was highly controversial, because he was out. <laughs> Not necessarily stepped out, but because he was in midair. He was still in the air. But he was past the threshold of the out-of-bounds. Now, here's where it gets sketchy, right? Because as the audience viewers at home, we're only privy but so many times. Like, we're at the mercy of the cameraman, right? Because if they only show the angles but so many times, you only get to see it a few times. And sometimes your eyes play tricks on you. Let's, let's be clear. Because if you want a team to win, you're more likely, or if you have money on it, <laughs> you're more likely going to want to see it the way, you know, that you're going to want to see it. Regardless, whether it's for the Bengals or against them, you know, the Raiders, I'll also say that they've had a tough season. <laughs> I mean, we don't even need to go into that many details because everybody else is pretty much doing that. They've, they've been through a lot. They've been through a lot. And what the interim coach has done was remarkable. Not to mention Derek Carr as a leader, keeping the guys focused, you know, how to answer the questions, you know, even though he had to retract some things, but none of this stuff is easy. Like he said, there's no book for this. <laughs> you know, there's nobody that's ever been in this situation that can literally guide him on what to say on top of lead, lead his guys. He did the best he can he could in the moment, and I thought he did a phenomenal job. I mean, to make it all the way to the postseason, I mean, he just, the Bengals were due. <laughs> what can I say? The Bengals have been doing it. I mean, we saw, we saw glimpses of Joe Burrow last year, but he got injured, so we weren't really able to see his full potential, and now we're really getting to see his full potential. It's too bad that that controversial call had to happen because now it, it does call into question when it comes into like the football purists and you know and the rules and but everybody gets a bad break in the NFL one way or another. If you don't believe me, ask the Saints. I mean, it happened, but no call. You know, it's uh, it's unfortunate. Um, I would like to see what they plan on doing in the future if they ever do plan on, um, having a committee of some sort kind of see it or be able to replay it many times and be able to take it away or to repeat that down or or something there's got to be there's got to be something you know because i wasn't able to see it that many times and from the from the looks of it i was like oh i think he's out of bounds and then it was like i don't know maybe was he or was it like a, a tenth of a second maybe he got it and I don't I don't know. I can't say that I've seen it that many times to definitively, you know, come to the same, you know, um conclusion that they came to cuz I'm sure they sure they saw it way more times than I did. Um but they do need to clean that up cuz you always want to get it right. You don't always want someone's win to be questioned. It's not it's not a good feeling, but not that Joe Burrow cared. He had those awesome sunglasses on at the post game and he's chilling. He's all right. <laughs> He's all right. A win is a win, right? But um, but yeah, like I said, the Raiders got a lot to figure out as well. They have a a coach to um look into if they unless they plan on just anointing their interim um coach to that position. But we'll see. Um, the Bucks 
right? Tom Brady, 44 years old. Is he, though? Is he, though? Jalen Hurts, man. Um, Tough break, man. Tough first playoff game, you know, first chance to really prove yourself, to really see what you're made of. Um, Tough, tough. He had a rough game. Rough game. Um, But the Eagles were never supposed to be there either. This is one of these games where you're just like, this is why you shouldn't be in the playoffs. And I get how everything's broken down into divisions and stuff. And even in the NBA, we talked a lot about um, should it just be winning teams? Like the best teams should make it and everybody else should just be watching regardless of the division. That would definitely screw every, everything up when it comes to, you know, um, scheduling because for obvious reasons not everybody lives, you know, close. So it's like you could be a New York team going to California, you know, for a, one game. Yeah, it gets a little crazy, but at least they're one and done. So I think it makes it a little bit easier just to put pressure, more pressure on these um, franchises to like really, really win and understand that. I mean, in the, en- the beauty about the NFL really is every game matters. Every Sunday, Monday or Thursday, it matters. Nowadays, Saturday, it matters. It matters, but some of these games is like hard to watch because you're just watching real butt whoopings because some of these teams shouldn't be here, and obviously other teams should really be here, you know, but um, it's unfortunate that Tom Brady <laughs> has to go with, with so much, right? So there was no Leonard Fournette, right? No Godwin. We already know about A.B., so no A.B., right? Um, he loses one of his, what, his right guard, <laughs> Christian Worth. Like, it's like, and it doesn't matter. I think he scored on that same drive that he lost one of his linemen. Like, it, one of his Pro Bowl linemen, if you didn't know. It's <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, half the, half the guys that Tom was throwing to, I mean, I don't, I don't begin to believe that I know everybody on the Tampa Bay Bucks, but he was definitely throwing to a lot of guys that I know you guys didn't know either. You know, I mean, Mike Evans was here. Some like I think feel like he threw more later in the game. Even Gronk, he didn't. He waited a while to target Gronk because I figured his over liables. He already he already knows what he can get out of them, and he already knows when he needs them to catch the damn ball or they need a third a third conversion. You got it. One third down, we need to convert it. You you know who you're going to. You're going to Mike Evans, which you did do starting the game, and you're going to Gronk on the slant. Easy. But what got him to this game, I believe it was Bernard. I'm like, dude, these guys are balling. I mean, it just it's just very clear to me that when Tom Brady is at the helm, when he is your leader, it's it's very hard to lose. <laughs> I think that's the one thing that is clear. It, it's hard to lose. You you really got to put some effort into that. You know, and then a guy like Bruce Arians, um, I don't know what it was about him slapping that player in the helmet, <laughs> running out to the field. That dude is old school as, as I don't know what. <laughs> 
because it's funny because nowadays I know people. I'm, I'm pretty sure back in the day people were like, "Yeah, he probably did something stupid," you know, and move on. But now, you know, we're in this like real PC culture, cancel culture, whatever. That uh, pretty, I'm pretty sure somebody was probably like, "Oh, that dude should be fired." You know, I'm I'm just I just need to know what made him do that. <laughs> you know, I'm just like the nosy one. Like, no, but why did he do that though? Like he, you know, because remember he has like a torn Achilles or whatever he has some type of really bad injury too obviously not playing but who who knows Bruce Aaron seems like that type of dude that probably did get down there on the practice field probably did a little bit too much and probably hurt himself but yeah he had ice on his ankle whatever when he's like jogging up there and then smack somebody inside of the helmet I don't, I don't know what that's about but I want to know and if you find out <laughs> before me tell me I want to know and we can talk about that because that could be something else that comes out later with the whole AB sit situation, you know. It's just something that we need to know. But, but anyway, guys, it's been fun. Um, I'm going to have some Super Bowl predictions soon. I got to get ready for this Rams and Cardinals game. I'm going to be on Facebook. I'm going to be on Instagram. I hope y'all are too. This has been fun. Stick by because I got to talk about some NBA action because obviously I couldn't fit it all in one episode, but I appreciate you guys staying with me. Sorry for the sore throat and the coughing every now and again, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but I'm out of here. I'll see y'all. Peace. This is the Ripple Effect with your girl K Dot, where we're discussing NBA and NFL and everything in between.